to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. We're going to dive in as you heard. This is part three, faith, hope and love. And let's read uh, together from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 2 and 3. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. On the menu today, for entree this morning, we have a bit of a reiteration of the last two weeks of this series. For mains, we're going to dive into this passage, 1 Thessalonians, and then for dessert this morning, we're going to 1 Corinthians. So let us begin salivating together. This is our third and final week of this Faith, Hope and Love series. If you have missed the other two, you can check out the podcast uh, online, on the app, all of those different places where podcasts are found. And let's go now to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, where we've been springboarding this series from. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. This is rounding out a chapter of 1 Corinthians 13 that is all about Love And here the Apostle Paul now says, And now these three remain. Now these three remain. What he's saying is these three stand above all others. These things are uh, preeminent. They would rise above other attributes or characteristics that we would want to see in a healthy, vibrant Christian. These three remain. And he goes on and tells us that they are faith, hope, and love. These three rise above all others, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love, the ultimate driver right at the center, that that would be love. And so we've unpacked a few working definitions for faith, hope, and love, and they're extraordinarily large words, but but here is some kind of working definitions for us, faith, steps into the impossible in light of Jesus' victory. Faith steps into the impossible in light of Jesus' victory. Hope is a joy-peace combo. It's a smooshing together of joy and peace that rests, that rests in knowing God holds the future. A joy-peace combination that rests in knowing God holds the future. Love. Love secures us, love secures us, and then acts with an other's preference. Love secures us, and then acts with an other's preference. And faith, hope, and love are designed to be the default disposition for every single Christian on planet Earth. This is designed to be Him alive in us. And then flowing through us. That faith, hope, and love 
would be who we're known as. That when, when people would say, hey, what about that person at work? What about this person? What, what about them in this family context? When they think of us, that somewhere in that framework, according to your gifts and skills and, and personality, that they would see through that this faith, hope, and love flavor that would flow through you, which is ultimately him in us then flowing through us because these three are called, are designed to rise above all others. Faith, hope, and love alive in us. This is designed to be our default position in Christ that for you as you're thinking about 2019, as you picture that calendar before you, that it would be shaded with faith, hope, and love. That the decisions we would make stepping forward in 2019 that it would have, that they would be shaped by faith, hope, and love. That our capacity would be enlarged by faith, hope, and love. That there would be this plus one motivation, this motivation inside of us to reach out to this world around us that is inspired by faith, hope, and love. That we would shine and radiate faith, hope, and love in our workplace, in our home, when we're on the train, when we're at school, when we're everywhere. Faith, hope, and love would be alive inside of us and flowing through us in our parenting in our marriage, in our friendships, that these would be empowered by faith, hope, and love. That as we traverse difficulty, that we would be strengthened by faith, hope, and love. When we're standing on the mountaintops in that glorious season, that we too would be in this place of faith, hope, and love. We looked at faith, hope, and love. We had this analogy of it being being something like a, a drink, the most refreshing drink that, that we could imagine. And so we, we pictured it in the first week, we, we demonstrated this. Derek Hayes was, was drinking and receiving from God and then having something also to give out to others. That, that faith, hope, and love would, would kind of combine to make this most supernatural, refreshing drink that is possible, that is for us and for others. Jesus in, in John 7 says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And then rivers of living water would flow through them, that we would come to him and and drink and be refreshed and empowered and strengthened that then him alive in us could flow through us into this world because our world is desperate and parched craving for something that is real in the midst of the blur and the glitz and the glamour of what is fake and what is temporal and there is something eternal there is a thirst in us for something that is ultimate truth and this is found in Jesus Christ. And he would want this, this truth, this, this refreshing waters to be alive inside of us that it could flow to this world that is so craving and thirsty but doesn't even really know what for. But that there would be this little taste of something that flows out of you at work that just sparks a bit of curiosity. Ooh, that tasted a bit different. That there would be something in your smile and your love and the disposition of faith that you would carry in a, in a resting in this place of hope, even when you're in a season of tragedy that others would see and go, wow, maybe there is something true to this God thing that you've 
told me about, where faith, hope, and love are alive with inside of us, bubbling within us to bubble out to others. So how? How do we be filled? How do we be filled with faith, hope, and love? And last week we talked, there, there are lots of different ways, but predominantly we are filled through the Word of God where the Word of God would be alive, this, this living, breathing Word of God, that it would be alive in us, awakening who God is to us. And we talked about the Bible being a little like a coconut. Obviously far superior to a coconut, but work with me in this analogy. It's a little like a coconut. This is filled with liquid that can refresh but in order to get it, you've got to get into the coconut. You've got to get into the coconut. It's not refreshing unless you get into it. Does it that doesn't quench my thirst. Who wants to try? Here, I'll give you the same spot. that. I... You've got to get in. You've got to dig in. And, and here's a, a helpful hermeneutical thought for us. If we think about reading the Bible on three different levels, that, that we, we don't just read the Bible and, and see what happens, but there is a digging in, just like we would dig into a coconut. We, we have to dig into the Word of God. And, and there's three eyes that can help us in this. And, and the first one is interpretation. And so as we, as we open the Bible and we're reading, we're, we're not just reading according to our frame of reference, but, but we're thinking and then we're, we're beginning to study out the, the frame of reference that this was written in. So what, what was the author trying to communicate? Not just what, what do I want to get out of it, but what's the original intent here? What's the, what's the context that is being addressed. And so we have this level of interpretation. And if we think about the coconut, it's a little bit like we're, we're now beginning to find the soft spot, the germination pore, where, where you can start digging in when that time is right. And so the first layer is this interpretation. And, and then we go, we go deeper. And this is like we're actually starting to dig into the soft spot in the coconut. And, and this is where we're, we're looking for the implication. So, so what does this mean for us now? What is this saying to us now? And we're beginning to open up the coconut as we do this. And then we go to the next level where, where we can begin to receive personal revel revelation. And this is called individualization, where now we've dug into the coconut and we can begin to drink. And it's, what is God saying to me through his word? What's he saying to me with an awareness of the overall context? And we then bring it into our context. of What is God stirring in me through his word? We would drink. What is he strengthening in me? And we could, we could drink. Where is he bringing conviction into my world? And though it's painful, even in that process, we would, we would drink. Faith, hope, and love are awakened in this process inside of us as we drink. We, we don't drink if we just read with a disconnected brain the Word of God. We, we, we drink as we not just read, but as we dig in for revelation, where He would speak to us and His Word becomes alive. Psalm 1, 
verses 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sits in the company of mockers, but whose delight, so blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, in the Bible, and who meditates on his law day and night, who meditates, who dives in, who digs into the word of God. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, in the proper season, we yield our fruit, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do. It will prosper. Those who meditate on the law of the Lord, those who dig in, who would chew over what it's meaning, who would be alive in that space, they are like people. We are like people planted by streams of living water. These waters of refreshing again alive in us. So let us this year, and this was the main thrust of last week's message, this year for us, church, he wants you filled with faith hope and love. You may have come here today and you feel like your faith, hope and love tank is a little low. Or maybe in some of those areas it's a little low. And this year, let us, let us not just lick the coconut or just look at the coconut on the shelf or remember the season where we did drink a lot from the coconut But let's dig in again to his word and let faith, hope, and love be alive in us. Amen. That was a tasty entree. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2. 1 Thess 1, 2. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Thank God for you. I thank God for you. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for the hope you have in Christ. Thank you for the love that you show others. And many of you, for decades, as a part of this church family, I thank God for you and continually remember you in my prayers and I and we as a team we pray for you and my heart for us for you for those called to be a part of this church family is that this year 2019 there would be these rivers of living water that flow fresh into your world filled with faith that when you look at this year there is this filter of faith over what you can see that you would be filled with hope. That even through the tough times, even through the storms and the challenges, and when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that there can still be a hope in the resurrected Christ. That we would find our hope in Him despite, full stop. And that there would be love awakening us afresh, where His love would compel us, move us, motivate us, where we would be anchored and strengthened, that we would have a robust security because of his love, but then we would be activated to walk forth with that and give that love to this world. My prayer for you, for us, is that we would be filled afresh with faith, 
hope and love as we step into this year. Verse 3. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Your work produced by faith. Your work produced by faith. Remember, faith steps into the impossible in light of Jesus' victory. Your work produced by faith. So faith produces a working, that there is an outworking. Faith produces something, and here it's called work. Dope. Why doesn't it say rest? We do need to rest. And in a few weeks, my wife's going to share a message about that. and That is a part. But here today, that's not my message. So hang on. If you need that message, two weeks. Your work produced by faith. What work will faith produce in you or through you in 2019? What work will faith produce in you or through you in 2019? Do you know? Is there some kind of focus or target or awareness of something of the call of God in this space? Your work produced by faith and our work is about outworking our call. And so in light of your unique and specific call from God, what will faith produce? What is the outworking of that in the various spheres of your life this year? Another way of wording this, we could say, what will look different in December 2019 because of your work produced by faith? I would encourage you that these are good questions to ponder. If you're drawing blanks right now, these are critically important questions to ponder. Moments to have with God in this space. How will December 2019, how will things look different because of this work produced by faith in your family, in your marriage? your kids, your career, school, your finances. Your work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. Your labor. I don't think it's talking childbirth. Although the hasties are pretty keen on two weeks, is it? Two, three weeks, Mel. Let's just, let's just pray together now. Who's believing for two weeks? Anyone? Two weeks. Come early. Do I hear a one? Do I hear a, a one? Do we hear it today? Not, not now, though. Okay, not, not now. Your labor prompted by love. Love secures us and then acts with another's preference. This is, the word of God is glorious. It's challenging, though. It's challenging to, to make space in the blur of life to think about these things. 
But then ultimately what I love is God doesn't just leave us on our own and go, hey, good luck doing all this stuff. He wants to fill us with the ability to make this happen. As we would drink, drink from the coconut, good people. Love, your labor prompted by love. Labor prompted by love. To prompt is, it's like a nudge. Prompt is like a, it's a reminder. It's a, a gentle urging about this other's focus. It's a, in the back of your mind or in your heart, hey, psst, wouldn't it be great if you, hey, I have an idea how you could love on that person. Hey, sometimes this is how God would speak to me. Hey, you jerk. It's not about you. It's about others. Hey, imagine if you did this for them. How awesome would that be? That person you've been believing to step closer to Christ. Hey, imagine if you just, this little demonstration of love. Imagine what that could open up. Hey, love prompts. Love doesn't guilt. Love doesn't force. Prompts. So what sort of things is love prompting in you this year? What sort of things could love be prompting in you? Husbands, in the way you treat, connect with, communicate with your, our wives. What could love be prompting in that space? Wives, the question is for you too. Although mine's not here, so I'll make sure she listens to the podcast. She's enjoying a nice holiday. What's love prompting in you? Is love prompting compassion? Is there this, hey, psst, this year I'd love you just to just ramp up compassion 10%. Psst, that'd be awesome. Is it generosity? Is love prompting a, an outflow? We've been keeping some stuff and, hey, psst, let's just, let's just ramp up the generosity this year. Is it as simple as a smile? Hey, just smile a bit more at work. Amazing what that can do. Is it patience? Hey, let me help you build that patience muscle in your world. And, you know, when we get a little tired here, when we get a little tired of loving, when we're feeling a little parched and a little under-able, that is like a little pst from heaven saying, come on, you need to drink some more so you got some more to give. If you're struggling to give it, it's because you first have to receive it. There's... It's like God would say, there's more for you. I've got more for you. If you're a little weary in this, come and receive from me. Drink again from me. Be renewed and restored and 
and refreshed from me so that it can flow out. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Your endurance inspired by hope. Endurance inspired by hope. Hope inspires when you would ride out that difficult season in a way that keeps Jesus Christ enthroned, something in your life will inspire those around you. There is something where our faith is seen more in those moments through this this outworking of hope. And that can be the greatest witness that ever could be seen. Hope is this joy-peace combination that rests in knowing God holds the future. That my, my hope is more in you, God, than in exactly what I think should happen in this circumstance. That this is what I'm believing for. But God, ultimately, if, if that does or doesn't happen, my hope is still resolute and robust in the resurrected Christ. And my hope goes well and truly beyond this life. And it ultimately rests in the next. Your endurance inspired by hope. Where might you need endurance inspired by hope this year? Where might you need endurance inspired by hope this year? And maybe there's something you're walking through and feels like it's enduring a little too long. That's not fun. But even in that space, we can find a hope that we can endure through who our Savior is. Because the reality is endurance doesn't start until discomfort does. Endurance doesn't start until discomfort does. And so woven into this, is the expectation that there are going to be seasons where uh, there's going to be some enduring. There's going to be some challenge, some difficulty. But God, through that, I decide afresh. I stand firm again in the resurrected Christ that I will be someone that will walk through any and every circumstance with an endurance that is inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us, again, robustly make that decision together, church. This is who we are. Okay, it's time for dessert. It's time for dessert. I might actually grab a little water. I said I won't need it, but let's uh, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Just thinking of dessert. Thanks, Nixon. Made me salivate a little more. Just want you to picture your favorite dessert right now. Just find that sticky date pudding. Butterscotch sauce. Seven scoops of vanilla ice cream with it. It's perfect. It's perfect. (sighs) Dessert time. I'll let you know this is a sugar free dessert as well. Gluten free. Organic. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. 
And the greatest of these is love. These three remain, faith, hope, love. The greatest of these is love. This is 1 Corinthians 13, a chapter that unpacks love and then finishes with this. Yes, love is right at the center, but, but with it, right there with it is faith and hope. And together, these make a powerful package that is designed to be our default disposition. This is 1 Corinthians 13. If we go back to 1 Corinthians 12, which thankfully comes before 1 Corinthians 13, and, and we have two things that are that are talked about here. And so firstly, we have this unpacking of spiritual gifts. These gifts that God has given that He distributes to His people, where the Holy Spirit would be alive with inside of us and, and the outworking of Holy Spirit's power would, would take on a different look through each and every one of us through these different gifts that are placed within side of us. And so there is an unpacking of the spiritual gifts here in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says, to each one a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. These gifts are placed inside of us. And so as you sit here today, each and every one of you has gifts inside, skills, talents, abilities, often connected with passions that God has woven inside of you for the common good that good would flow from the gifts that are inside of you. And, and it unpacks here and in other parts of the Bible that here are some of the gifts of wisdom, prophecy, healing, speaking in different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and it goes on. And so there are all these different gifts inside of us. It then moves on in the second part of 1 Corinthians 12. It talks about how we are all part of this glorious body, the body of Christ, and we each have a different space in the body. Some are called to be a finger, others are called to be a toe, some an eye, some a spleen, whatever that thing does. But we all have an important part in the body of Christ. All are different outworking, but a part of this same glorious body. And so we can't despise or look up or down at one part of the body as opposed to another because it all works together, ultimately for the common good. It's 1 Corinthians 12. Again, we talked about 1 Corinthians 13, right in the middle, this chapter on love. And then we move into 1 Corinthians 14. And Paul, the Apostle Paul here, he, he begins to describe some of these gifts in action and how they can work in a public context. Because this is a, a challenging part in time for the early church as the church has exploded. There's been this outpouring as the Holy Spirit has come on the day of Pentecost and the church is, is empowered by the Spirit. There are these new gifts that are alive in God's people and they're not quite sure how or where to do it. And so Paul unpacks in chapter 14 how the gifts can be used in an orderly way. Again, ultimately for the common good so the body can grow. And so we have in 14.1, follow the way of love. So this is finishing off. This is moving from these three remain, faith, hope, love. And the greatest of these is love. And then moves into this verse from 14 chapter 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And then moving through chapter 14, three times there, there is this encouragement to us as God's people to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. So it's okay for you to have a little hunger, a little, God, I would love some more power in my world. 
Lord, I would love to build this life a little more upon your gifts and have this thrust of, of Holy Spirit power again alive in me. God, I would, I would love to see that gift in operation in my life. I would love to see it ramped up and empowered even more so. And we have, we have also, uh, as it, it moves towards the end, uh, again, it talks about that the exercising of these gifts and talking about a public context, uh, that the exercising of these gifts would be done in a fitting and orderly way. That's in verse in verse 40. And so we're, we're talking here with the gifts we're, we're beginning to explode out and something like the gift of speaking in tongues, this new gift that fell into the church. It was being used in all of these ways that, that wasn't the most prudent for the context it was in. So the Apostle Paul is like, here, let me give you some, some helpful hints in how you can utilize the gifts, again, for the common good. So here, if we have a little summary of what, what's going on here, all of us, all of us are given gifts by God. And these gifts are for the common good, so that the church may be built up from 14 verse 26. And, and another way of looking at it in 1 Peter 4 is that these gifts are here to serve others. So we have these gifts to, to serve, to build. And right in the middle of talking about all of this, we have this chapter on love. And this reminder that faith, hope and love would stand above everything else. It's like these gifts that are given to us, they help awaken, build, strengthen faith, hope, and love in ourselves and in others. And church, I have this overwhelming faith on the inside of me for you to be filled afresh with faith, hope, and love this year. It is a stirring in a supernatural place on the, on the inside of me for you, for us, for each and every one of us to, to not just understand faith, hope, and love in a mental frame, to not just have an expectation for what we've seen in other seasons of our lives, but to dive in again to who God is, to believe for a supernatural outpouring where there would be this awakening, this quickening, this amplification of the gifts that have been given to us and this hunger again begin to rise in each and every one of us that we would step out into 2019 with His power alive inside of us. And so for dessert today, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to exercise a couple of the gifts that I've been given. And I want each and every one of us to open our hearts for God to speak and quicken and release and empower. I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going to pray in tongues for us. And then I'm going to move into a place of interpretation of what I've just spoken. And I'm going to believe that in that interpretation, there is going to be a prophetic sound that is woven into what I'll be describing. Now, I would love to have a little snapshot of your thoughts right now. Because in this room, I can guarantee you, I've got people over this side going, you're, you're speaking in tongues internally right now. You got the, the Pentecostal is just ready to, and then there are others going, what the heck is he talking about? Where am I today? I didn't know this church did this stuff. I I, I don't know how this fits. And so let me do a quick bit of teaching here before we move on, just to help those 
I'm aware that this is a little different to how we would normally operate on a Sunday. In my personal devotional time, this would happen most days. In a corporate prayer context, I, I will often step into this space. But I, I feel to go there today, so we're going to go there. So here we go. 1 Corinthians 12. As I, as I talked about, there are different gifts that are mentioned, and two of the gifts that are described as speaking in different tongues and then interpreting those tongues. So two different gifts that God can give. I have both of those, and I know many of you do as well. Speaking in different kind of tongues. This is an unlearned heavenly language. And if you're new to this whole context, I would encourage you to dive in and read this. We have a, a Bible college unit, that's my mum's favorite one to lecture on, that is about the, the moving of the Holy Spirit. And so you can dive in even deeper into that space and begin to understand some of the driver, the, the mechanism, the power behind our church, the power behind the church. And we can... Anyway, it's exciting, so I encourage you, go there. Go there. Speaking in tongues, an unlearned heavenly language. It's a gift that God gives. You don't earn it by being a super Christian. I'm no better in His sight than you. It's only through the victory of Christ that He sees us all as perfect in His sight. And so there's different gifts that are given. But again, as the Bible says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. You can, you can desire this gift. The, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. This is after he's just helped them know where it fits in a public context. But he's saying this is, this is it's a powerful space. And, and then we have interpretation of tongues, which would be hearing that, that non-human language mostly, and there are some, some cases where someone has been speaking in this unlearned tongue to people who speak a different language and they've understood what they're saying, but predominantly this is a non-human language. It's our spirit communicating with the Spirit of God. It's a, a prayer that can bypass human logic when sometimes you don't know what to pray. Sometimes you don't even know if you can get anything out where this is an opportunity, this is something where I can communicate with God in a way that is profound. And then the interpretation of that, whether it's the same person interpreting or someone else who would come and interpret it, then wraps for us English language around what was said that was not understood. Let's read together 1 Corinthians 14 verses 1 to 5, and then we're going to go there. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 5, follow the way of love and eagerly desire, hunger for, strive after gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For everyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. If indeed no one understands them, they utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. This word edifies to, to strengthen, to build up, to make more able. And so predominantly how this gift would operate for me is in my private prayer space, in my coming and going in life, when I'm driving my car, riding my motorbike, when I'm in my, whether it's a, a quiet devotional time or just moving around through life where I would have this motor running really regularly. And it edifies, it builds up, it bypasses mind and, and can connect with God in a, in a profound way. So Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies 
edifies the church, strengthens, builds up, makes more able. And predominantly when I preach, I don't just prepare some kind of teach, but, but I'm believing for a prophetic sound that is in every message that I would bring, that it would strengthen, build up, and make more able. Verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater. What it's talking about here is having greater benefit. Again, we've just had described that we're all part of the body. No one's more important than the other. And so this is where it's important to understand what's really, what's really being said. The one who prophesies is greater or really is having greater benefit than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And so what's this correcting is you would have in public gatherings, you would have people speaking in tongues and, and going off and, and this new gift and it's exciting and it edifies you and, and it's war. And so if I just came for a Sunday message and spent 35 minutes just speaking or praying or yelling or whispering whatever in tongues, I would be really edified at the other end of that. I'd be strengthened and empowered, but, but for a lot of people, it would just be like, what the unless someone then interpreted and and gave us some level of understanding in that space so that the church may be edified, strengthened, built up, made more able. And so what is being said here is that if there is the speaking of tongues and then the interpretation is that then builds the church, that edifies the church, it strengthens, it builds up, it makes more able. And so that is what we are doing here. Gives you a snapshot of the teaching of what we're now going to be demonstrating. Can I give you two quick thoughts just before we do? Firstly, if you have this desire grow inside of you where you're like, I I don't have that gift, but that sounds kind of cool. Can I encourage you? It starts with a heart disposition before God. I love you. I honor you. I surrender afresh to you. And I, I can't earn this gift. I can't earn any of the gifts. But I would love it. Would you pour it into my world, God? And it starts in that space. And I'd encourage you to start in that space if you would like that and you don't have an activation in this gift. And then if you, you feel like you'd like to talk to someone more, then talk to a, a friend who is activated in this space or or a connect group leader, or one of the pastors, and we can, we can help, we can chat, we can help pray and get that activated in your, in your world. And, and secondly, can I, can I also say here that, that if you feel you also get an interpretation kind of stir in you as we enter into this space, can I encourage you to, to please send that into the office during the week? Uh, I'd love to hear what God stirred in you in this space, and so, so send that through. That'd be great. Can we stand together? Can we stand Right now, whether you're on the space of turf that is excited or whether you're more in territory where you're a little apprehensive right now, can I encourage you just to open your heart to God, whatever's going on in your world, whether you feel you were born to live in that out there Pentecostal space or whether that kind of, you're not sure how it all works together. I want you just to look to him. It's ultimately him that we look to.
So can I encourage you just to do that where you stand right now? Just look to your Savior right now. I want you just to just relax where you stand. Just relax. You may even just want to take a couple of deep breaths and breathe in and then breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And again, look to God, the God who wants to fill you afresh with faith, hope, and love. The God who wants you edified, strengthened, built up, made more able. And so look to Him. And there is an enabling that is for us today. And so we hand this all over to you, God. We honor you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Surahamatitiaramata. Shumaha renimati semaha. Usaha renimaha surububu. Renimaha suramate nemahatake. Shumaha semati remamama. Rushumokutanamamama. Already, I just I see images of, of people with darker skin than ours and their hands raised to heaven. And so right now, can we just begin to lift up Bali? We have a, a campus, a location in Bali. And I feel immediately an impression for us to intercede on their behalf. And so can I ask where you stand? Can you just begin to lift up a prayer for Pastor Rach Dobra, for Lynn Tarrant, for Fraser, for these ones who are leading this team for Intan. Come on, I just want you to see the power of God poured out in that space. Jesus, be honored in Bali, we pray. Jesus, be exalted. Let your name be lifted above every other. Lord, we thank you that you are the one true God. And so we thank you, Lord, that every knee would bow, every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you for the impact of the Bali Life Foundation. Lord, that there would be strength pouring into Peter and Lena. Lord, that there would be an unction. Lord, even an awakening of the gifts that have been placed with inside of them. Lord, to bring great fruitfulness and freedom for the children that they reach out to across that island. Lord, extend the scope of their ministry. God, across other islands in Indonesia, we pray. And God, we are thanking you for your power. Lord, alive in C3, the book it. God, we declare a harvest of salvation. In Jesus' name, for your glory. God, strengthen. Lord, even right now, I just if you, if you know Pastor Rachel, I just want you to picture her. Lord, let there be a clear and real amplification of the gifts placed inside of her right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sierra Mama. Rushonomomo Sierra Batanamaha. Risiara Mama Titiara Batushonomoko. Ranama Sierra Mama. I can see, see people standing. You're standing at home. No one else is around. You're up earlier or later than everybody else, and you are making space for him. I see excuses wanting to form in minds. Oh, I've tried. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm worthy. I, 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 and and I, if that's you, just let that go right now. Men of God, rise. Women of God, 
rise. Men of God, rise. Come on, rise this year. This is your year. Come on, take a hold of the victory of Christ this year. Come on, shake off the whatevers. Shake off the whatevers. and Take a hold of his victory in your life this year. Men of God, rise. Women of God, rise. Come on. Faith, hope, and love pouring in afresh. Space to drink where those rivers of living water can flow through you. To you and through you. Shamaha. Surama senema tirema sarabotu. Rushamama. If you are believing for, it's an amplification of the gifts that are inside of you. I just want you to lift your hands a little higher. If this year you go, God, the gifts you've placed inside of me, God, I want more. God, would you pour out if there's a gift of wisdom? God, I want more. Come on. I need more of you. God, if there's a gift to communicate, then Lord, I want your words to flow through my mouth. Whatever it is, just reach up. If you want more, that amplification, then come on, take a hold right now. God, by faith, we receive. And I thank you for strength being poured in right now. God, I thank you that you make us more able. And I thank you that right now, in Jesus' name, you are enabling. Come on, just take a hold. Receive it. Receive it right now. Receive it in Jesus' name. God, for your glory. For your glory, O oh God. Praise you, Jesus. God, we need you. We desire you. Can I ask you just to, can all of us, if you just want to hold your hands open, just hold them open before God. It's just a simple act of faith. God, holding your hands open like this, it's, I kind of see it as twofold. It's firstly, it's a sign of surrender. God, I'm going to let go of my whatevers. That disappointment, that frustration, I let it. Go now. That hurt, that pain, God, I let it go now. That thing I'm clinging so tightly to, I let it go now. If you don't want me to hold it like that. We surrender to you afresh, oh God. We surrender to you afresh. And now with hands open, I want you to picture just the pouring in. It's enabling, it's life, it's strength. Poured in and fresh power, fresh capacity, God, I am able. Through you, I am able. I am able. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your people, God. Strengthen your people. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, can I encourage you? If you felt something tangible, awesome. That happens sometimes. But it's not the signal that God's doing something. It can be. 
most times when I get up early to spend time with God, I don't tangibly feel much like, whoo. Curtains don't move. There it is. Those times are glorious and they happen. But we can't rest on needing an experience. Otherwise, we're resting on the wrong thing. You may have been here and you felt nothing. Maybe you spent the whole time, your brain was just going, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. If you're in that space, awesome. Just keep diving in. Ask someone, talk about it. Dive into his word. And get someone to help you in that space. But I want you to be convinced. You can grab your chair just for a moment. I want you convinced, church. Convinced that God wants you built up, edified, strengthened, made more able. That when you, that when, you when we come to 2019, that there is a fresh enabling from Him. There is the pouring in of faith hope and love so that it can pour through us. And so if you need to do a bit of unhinging from where you've positioned God or where you've positioned yourself, then come on, let's do that together. I think that's kind of a never-ending part of this journey with him. Dive in. Dive in. Man, I'm pumped for this year. I don't know if you can tell. Come on, let's do this. We get one shot at this thing. We're going to worship for eternity in heaven together. One shot at shaping this world for his glory. Using these gifts to serve others, make a difference for him. So whether you're in your 80s here or if Sim and Lorna are here in their 90s. Or whether you're here and I don't know who the youngest person is, but you're awesome. In utero. Come on, let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.